Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why do cats make terrible DJs? Because they keep hitting. Pause. I was going to tell you a dirty joke, but I don't want you to soil yourself. What's a cat's favorite summertime treat? A mice cream cone. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, home to Corn Dev, the show, and also home to Stutjo Depot. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine provider who gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. Uh, how are you? Good. This is a show for people who have never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 347- Poohhead. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DR Scott WM. 
visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your healthcare provider. Very good. Don't forget stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com for all of your Amazon needs. And uh, Dr. Uh, Scott's website, it's simplyherbals.net, which we'll be talking about in a minute. And Tacey and I do a Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. We need to do one tomorrow. We got a bunch of phone calls. Gotcha. And so we'll get that up, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. And if you want me to say, uh, you know, fluid to your mama, uh, just go to cameo.com slash weirdmedicine. I think it's $9. I did one the other day. And uh, for somebody that forgot their wife's birthday or something, and then halfway through, I started looking at myself, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I need Botox. I've got a, I don't have a forehead. I've got a six head. And uh, and then I thought I, it looked like I had something stuck in my teeth. And I'm like, dude, I got to go. They loved it. Five-star review. So <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I guess self-deprecating humor is always the way to go. But anyway, all right. Um, you got anything uh, getting going here, Dr. Scott? No, I think we're good to go. All right. All right, very good. Don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And um, we're going to be doing some special things with simplyherbals.net in the future. But uh, for right now, just go check it out. I'm telling you, the CBD nasal spray... I swear I think I'm sleeping better because of that stuff. Yep. I just do it at bedtime. It's got a nice sort of um, herbal sort of smell to it. Now, yep. let me ask you something. Earthy, yep. have, you taste, have you tested it for THC content? And I have a reason for asking you this. Yes, yeah. We actually have the documentation. And it's, what is your THC content? Is uh, it... Is it, le- did they just less say it's less than 0.3? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has to be less than 0.3%. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't say what the number was. They just said it was definitely less than that, yeah. right? Okay. Because yep. the reason I ask is we had somebody uh, email me saying, if I get this stuff from Dr. Scott and I spray it up my nose and I get fired because I've got THC in my urine oh, yeah. drug screen, I'm going to be mad. I'd so, be too. So one thing I thought <laughs> yep. would be fun to do yeah. is let's, I'm a chronic user of your nasal spray. Mm-hmm. Why don't I go get a urine drug screen and we'll just buy God see? Because be cool. you have a job that you could get in trouble with. No, no, no. Well, I wouldn't get in trouble if my if if um, my doctor did it, mm-hmm. ordered it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, or if one of my partners ordered it, <laughs> you know, and we'll just label it as a you know experiment number, All right. with whatever. Because well, we can't live on my tr- salary. You, That's all I got to say. <laughs> do you trust Scott or do you not? I do. I do trust right. him. I do. I do too. I do. All right. So I think that's a, I think that's something. That's we a good to, question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it just yeah. to show them, and we can say, yeah, we'll show you. <clears throat> yeah. Well, by God, we'll show you. By God, we'll show you. Um, okay. Uh, so you know, you guys have been competing for what you call bills all this time. Right on. And uh, way, it's way better than a bail anyway. And well, I'm so I'm, I'm we're not using that drop anymore. I'm sick of it. And uh, <laughs> oh. we're never going to. But I wanted to do something for you guys because I know you enjoy competing for what you call bills. But, you know, they're bells. <laughs> so what I did was I asked the my A.I. assistant. I am an A.I. assistant. <laughs> and uh, different than chat GPT. I mean, everybody uses that. But I said, how would Shakespeare say, give yourself a bell? And oh, I was thinking it would so be like, stupid. give thyself a bell or something like that. It wrote a whole fucking sonnet. So I took it and I ran it through another AI that can generate voices in different languages. And so I have a long version. That's the whole thing. And it, it's... it. It, it's actually kind of, um, I, I think you're going to like it because cool. it's very encouraging. Oh, cool. But it is very Shakespearean. Oh, gosh. And then I've got a medium version for when you guys piss me off, and then I've got the short version when you actually deserve <laughs> a bell. Okay, you ready? Got so it. here's the long okay. version. Hearken to thine inner voice and give thyself a bell. No task shalt be denied if thy will be strong and true. For when a bell is rung, it carries with it the sound of courage, that giveth strength to even the meekest of hearts. 
So ring thine own bell, and be mindful of its power and might, for twill be thy guide in whatever task thou sets thy sight. Okay, so just remember, when you get a bell, be mindful of its power and might, for twill be thy guide in whatever task thou set thy sight. Mm. Right? So here's the medium version. Hearken to thine inner voice and give thyself a bell. So I've got like Victorian London sounds yeah, in the like background it. and stuff. That's fabulous. <laughs> Even though he was Elizabethan, but it's I can't find recordings of that. And then here's the short version. Give thyself a bell. I like it. So that's oh, what you're competing like for now. Okay. There's... We're not using that other shitty drop. Okay. Oh, um, better. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I do have a couple of stories. Cool. And this one is from Lancet. It came out this week. And this is something that we've talked about in the past, and lots of people have talked about it. It's like, what, a, what about natural immunity for COVID, okay. right? We're still talking about COVID three years later. Yep. And this is uh, in Lancet, not some shitty political rag. And uh, it says, a past SARS-CoV-2 infection protection against reinfection, a systematic review and meta-analysis. So they took a bunch of studies and mushed them together and got data out of it. Okay, and uh, uh, 65 studies, 19 countries evaluated protection from SARS-CoV-2 infection and symptomatic COVID-19 disease, um, which is, um, by the way, um, is redundant. To say COVID disease is redundant because the D and uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Prevented by past infection is like the Department of Redundancy Department. Uh, Results showed high protection against reinfection and severe disease from ancestral alpha, beta, and delta variants. I had delta. That was a kick ass variant, by the way. Lower protection against Omicron BA1 variant, but who cares because Omicron was a pretty mild disease. But protection from reinfection decreased over time, but remained relatively high. Protection against severe disease remained high for all variants. Okay, this is the take-home. Protection against severe disease remained high for all variants. So natural immunity is a thing. Fuck you for anybody that said that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there were, uh, uh, again... Irritated irritation on my part from going back to 2020 when I used to do the COVID uh, sit reps that we needed to be spending more time on uh, therapeutics mm-hmm. and less time on vaccines. Right. But here we are. Okay, now I am not an anti-vax person. I am just, as a matter of fact, because of the YouTube algorithm, vaccines are very safe and effective and prevent from all from transmission and uh, and uh, severe disease. So I, that's my disclaimer that keeps us on YouTube. But um, I I don't have an issue with vaccines. What I do have an issue with is the fact that we committed to vaccines at the at the expense of everything else when we could have had therapeutics. Mm-hmm much, much earlier than we did. And you get the disease, you go to your doctor, you get a prescription, you take it, and then you don't go to the hospital and you don't die. And that, at that point, everything's over, you know? We didn't have to go through a lot of the stuff that we went through. So, uh, but anyway, now... I have on the other side of things, people saying, oh, the vaccine causes myocarditis. So uh, that is an inflammation of the heart. We don't know what the long-term effects are, but I've been saying also, just like Guillain-Barre, when people were complaining about the swine flu vaccine causing Guillain-Barre, which is ascending neuritis, causes nerve damage starting in the feet and then working up to the knees. And then if it gets up to your respiratory muscles, you're in big trouble. Yep. But then it descends again after it's done. Well, anyway, uh, the, vac- the swine flu vaccine caused Guillain-Barre. Well, you know what else caused Guillain-Barre? Swine flu. And uh, yes, the uh, SARS-CoV-2 vaccine causes myocarditis, and mostly in young men, or that's where we see the more symptomatic cases anyway. But what else causes it is COVID-19. 
So now you got to go, well, is there a risk-benefit thing? So here's a study, a oh. systematic review and meta-analysis. Because I've been hearing people say, oh, you're 27 times more likely to get myocarditis from the vaccine. That's not borne out in the data. I want to see what data they're looking at. Okay. Because this is a uh, another systematic review and meta-analysis. And they found 22 studies consisting of 55 million vaccinated cohorts, 2.5 million in the infection cohort. Okay, Ooh. so that's some big numbers, big numbers to play yeah. with. The median age was 49 years, and 49% were men of the patients diagnosed with myocarditis. 1% uh, were hospitalized, and 0.015 died. The relative risk for myocarditis was more than seven times higher in the infection group than in the vaccination group. Hmm. Okay, so there you go. That's you go. that's it. And um, you know, I just uh, this is a pretty good study. Well, it's not a pretty good study. This is a very conclusive study, and this is the one that I will you know toss to people when they say, "Oh no, the vaccine is is worse than getting the the disease." Now, do I think everyone should be vaccinated? No, it's not approved by the federal government. It is under an emergency use authorization. So mandating it, I've always been against. Um, I, I don't understand how you mandate a drug or, you know, a, a therapeutic that's not been authorized, you know, that's been approved by the FDA going through its full process. Mm -hmm. Understood we didn't have time to mess with it, so they did an emergency use authorization. Mm -hmm. But um, I do think that people like me, you know, I was damaged by the virus. Mm -hmm. I lost one eighth to one sixteenth of my lung capacity because of this damn thing. And I'll show anybody the pictures that want to see it. Um, and I had been vaccinated, too. So, I mean, it kicked my ass. Yep. And uh, uh, I uh, so I do think that people in my group that are at high risk should certainly consider getting the vaccine. The benefit probably uh, significantly outweighs the risk. People who don't have a risk uh, factor which would be age over 65. Now they're saying age over 50, but age over 65, uh, BMI greater than 35, um, immunosuppression, diabetes. Those are the ones, that, the people that we saw. Those people should probably talk to their healthcare provider about considering continuing the vaccine course. If you have no risk factors, then you got to make that choice for yourself. I took the booster because I hoped that it would prevent me from catching it and having to be out of work for five days. Mm -hmm. So I, for me, it was a productivity issue, mm -hmm. you know, but anyway. Okay. So that in case anybody's like, Oh, he's no, I'm looking at the data yeah. and I'm not pro anything that strongly. I'm pro data and I'm not anti anything either. You know, I'm not a fan of mandates mm -hmm. and I think that people who are at risk should get vaccinated and everybody else should talk to their health care provider about whether they want to do it or not. It's, you know, I'm, in, you know, I still have that libertarian bent that I think people <laughs> ought to be able to do what the hell they want to do. Right so if you want to do it, do it. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Questions, comments. Enough with that. I don't want to be doing any more of this shit. Yeah. I'm sick of talking about this virus. And uh, let's talk about dicks and knots, for God's sake. All right? There you go. Okay, very good. Okay, here we go. It's Tacy's Time of Topics. A time for Tacy to discuss topics of the day. Not to be confused with Topic Time with Harrison Young, which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now, here's Tacy. Boy, do I have some exciting stuff today. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, All I can't right. wait. I'm sure it's very exciting. Okay. It's about zoonotic diseases. Now, Ooh. think about why I would choose that subject, Steve, based on what we have been watching lately. Oh, what have we been watching lately where they did zoonotic diseases? Alone? No. Well, they get that's an issue there. That one woman finally got a rabbit, and she opened. Have you ever seen Alone? Uh, it's awful. Yeah, it's it, it's, <laughs> it's heart, heart wrenching to watch. Yeah. 
And uh, she opened up this rabbit, and she was starving, and it had tularemia. And I was like, God, you know. I saw that one. Yeah, she's trying to decide if she should cook it. Yeah, and she was like, could I really, you know, trying to talk herself yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Now, what, 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 what are Fictional we things that we're watching. Fictional thing that we're watching. Uh, mayor of Kingston. Kingston. No. Um, oh, Poker Face. For zoonotic diseases? I don't know. I'm thinking of things that we're watching. I don't know what The Last of Us. Oh, of course. Oh, my goodness. Of course. There you go. I'm sorry. Self a bell. (laughs) (laughs) Give it up. I'm already down. (laughs) You and your gout. I missed the beginning of that. Sorry. Let me give it to you. Give thyself a bell. So does that count as two? No. No. (laughs) Okay. So these are boring. Okay. Um, well, first, zoonotic diseases aren't boring. We Remember, we had those people in the studio that, that yeah, was they their were thing. Great. We need to have them back. Yeah, they were great people. So I thought I would just talk about what I found and, and then okay. just see if you had anything to say about them because they yeah. really are pretty boring. And so I don't you'll be have Robin of, and I'll be Howard. Uh, <laughs> no. And I really don't have a lot of detail on each one of these. I just kind of have, like, the names and then. So anyway, okay. the first one is so exciting and you've never heard of it. Okay. okay. Get ready. Okay. Rabies. Now, one thing it does say about rabies that I thought was pretty interesting is that it's fatal once symptoms appear. That is correct. Is that true? That's pretty much true. Let me see. I think there have been a few cases of people who have survived. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, rabies is a son of a bitch. Now, this information all came from health.state.minnesota.us. Yeah, okay. You're good. Cool. So I figure that's pretty. Oh, that was the whole story? No. Oh, okay. No, so that's the first that's one. The, teaser. the second one is blastomycosis. Yes. And it's a fungal infection now, acquired that, by inhaling spores of fungus going. around wood, from wood and soil. Yes. So do you see where I'm yes, going? Yes, I do. Ew. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, The Last of Us. Um, they, they're. No, what is the Last of Us? It is a TV show that you must watch. That you really need to watch. Okay. It's brilliantly done, and the the sort of the the whatever the MacGuffin or what not a MacGuffin it's not a MacGuffin but the uh, the th- the concept of it is that global warming has uh, caused cordyceps um, fungus okay. to adapt because they're usually like cold te- cold wet temperature or cold wet environments so it's now adapted and now it can um, uh, Take infect over. humans. Okay. Now, cordyceps is one of those fungi, fungi that causes, like, have you ever seen the zombie caterpillars or zombie ants where it will force, the, it will infect the caterpillar and then force it to go high up in the tree? It will control it. Wow. And it'll force it to go high up in a tree so that a bird will eat it and then spread, you know, and then shit it back out again and, and spread it around, right? And what if those things affected humans? And cause them to become, you know, so there's the, it's like a zombie thing. You think it's going to be zombies, and then you realize it's way, way, way more than that. Mm -hmm. There's all these other things, clickers and bloats and all kinds of stuff. But anyway. So there's quite a few of these. I mean, not quite a few. Listen, I'm not going to take up a lot of time. Just trust me. They did rabies was in that uh, movie about that had, uh, um, oh, shit had um, Dexter's sister in it, remember? And it was the super rabies that took over that apartment complex. Mm. Guy, I, I can't what the name of it was. I'll think of it in a minute. Okay, the next one is, can't pronounce it, psittacosis <laughs> or chlamydophilia psittacosis? Okay. Hmm. That's pretty good. That's, that's, um... You see... You see? You get that you're from when you have mind. a bird as a pet. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> okay, what? you're you're in trouble. Yeah. You get that from when um, you have a bird as a pet, and it's referred to as avian chlamydiosis or parrot fever in birds. Ooh, ooh. We've got friends who have parrot fever. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> oh yeah, quarantine. It was called quarantine that movie. Quarantine Trichinosis. Oh yeah. Was caused by a roundworm, so yep. we know about that one. Cat scratch fever. Now, now, how do you get trichinosis, though? You used to get it from pork, right? Um, caused by roundworm, the, they migrate and embed in muscles gotten from eating improperly cooked wild game. Yeah, so back in the day, we didn't eat pork in this country that was undercooked. 
because for fear of trichinosis. But I had a USDA person say you could basically eat pork tartare in this country now because it's so that they've eliminated it from that. Yeah, it says there's vector. about 20 hmm. cases a year in the U.S. of actual trichinosis, but yes. probably people eating, you know, wild game. Game, yeah. yeah. Um, and then cat scratch fever. Yes. What you get from cat bites or scratches. Yes. Um, but it says most heavily, most healthy, not heavy people, health, heavily healthy people don't develop any symptoms. And usually of you cat get, scratch, you mean? Yeah. And usually you get better without treatment. Interesting. The next one is histoplasmosis. Do you, do you, know, do you know the... Um, I'm trying to rush through these. Oh, you don't have to rush through them. I know we have a lot of calls. Do you know the what the bacterium for cat scratch is? No, it doesn't say. Bartonella, but anyway. Okay. So, look look at you. Usually causes a red, um, painful lump in the armpit. Okay. Oh, we've talked about that on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Well, we had somebody on the show that we thought might have had that. Yeah. So histoplasmosis is the next one, and that's also caused by inhaling spores of fungus. Everyone in this area has that, by the way. If you look at an X-ray of every person who grew up here, they all have histoplasmosis. Really? Uh, um, not really scars or granulomas. They're little tiny mm-hmm. dots in their yeah. lung. Yeah. It says occurs primarily in Mississippi and in the Ohio River Valleys. Yeah, well, it's here too. Cool. Hmm. Um, if you farm, you get it. If you're around bird or bat guano, you get it. Um, in 2018, there were 57 confirmed cases in the U.S. Yeah, it doesn't usually make people sick. Now, this one is called valley fever. Ooh. You ever heard of it? I have not. Coccidiomycosis. Oh, coxi- um, It's also caused by a fungus in the environment. Southwestern U.S., fungal spores are in the air, and usually... Will get better in weeks to months, and they all cause like fatigue, cough, fever, yeah. shortness. And if of you breath. look at the map, it's right down the middle of the country. Really, literally from from Canada to Texas, oh. it's just straight down the middle. If you're to the west, you're in coccidiomycosis country. Yeah. If so you're to see, the east, you don't see it. Kind of a boring topic, but, no, but related if, to what. We are doing with our life and our favorite show right Watching now. television. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So. All right, very good. No, yeah. I think that was quite fascinating. Thank you, Tase. It's Tacey's Time of Topics, a time for Tacey to discuss topics. All right, very good. Thank you, Tacey. Uh, fungal diseases are the thing, and the, you know, the conceit of that show is that they don't think viruses will take us out. The epidemiologists are not worried about, you know, bacteria taking us out, but a fungus that that was able to survive inside a living human host would be a real problem for all of humanity. Mm. So, because fungi, their their cells are closer in function to ours. Yeah, yeah. and anyway. it's a real problem. If you're not watching the show, you must. Yeah, that is. If you're not watching the show, that is a problem. Yes. in and of itself. Turns mm. out to be a real booger. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, will they give you number one thing? Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right, you ready? Yes. Scott, yep. did you have anything? No, no. I was going to say, will it give you nightmares and keep you up at night watching the show? A little bit. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, and one of them, uh, we we cried like know. a baby afterward, oh, yeah. and then Liam even did. He called up and said, "I cried <laughs> like, like a, a bitch. little bitch." <laughs> he said, "I cried like a little bitch after that." One. I love it. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's see. Hey, Dr. Steve, calling back again. Okay, so this guy called twice, and the first call was he ran out the timer, and it's like three minutes. It was just too long. So he called back, and then most of the stuff that was in the first call he got into. Sorry, that was really long. Uh, It's okay, buddy. I just wanted to say they put me on a five-milligram regimen of Cialis. It didn't really work. and So this guy has... Erectile dysfunction and the pills aren't working. When it came time, I just took a bunch of them. It just didn't really do anything. So recently, instead of the injections, I said, could we just write this for the full strength and try it again and see if it would work? So I basically now have the Viagra for 100 milligram and and the Cialis for 20. It didn't work. It, It seemed like it didn't do anything. Right. In fact, I didn't even get some of the symptoms that you normally get, the flushing in the face and all that other stuff. Okay. Nothing seemed to work with with this. So my question is, is there anything else I could do orally take other Uh, than these injections? Because I just can't see myself injecting myself there in the heat of the moment or even before the moment. You know, I'm no stranger to injections. I I manage my diabetes orally, but... uh, that's there's a big time difference, you know, between yeah. you know injecting my thigh and, and injecting something right into the side of my penis like that. So that's my question. And, sure, uh, that's a good question. And hi, Casey. Hi. Oh, yay. No, Should we to. fuss at him though Who? for taking a bunch of, yes, of yes. what he's not? Take your medication the way it's prescribed, of course. So you're going to get fussed out a little bit. I'm assuming bit. that he was taking five milligram Cialis and he took four of them to get himself up to twenty, mm-hmm. but. And he did the right thing by going to his primary care and saying, hey, could I get the 20 milligram and try that? So, yeah, uh, you know, he tried the PDE5 inhibitors, didn't really work. Mm -hmm. So now what do you do? Because we used to not have anything. Mm-hmm. Now we have these things, and if they don't work. So and it's not really true that we didn't have anything. Before this, uh, before the, um, Cialis and Viagra and stuff, we had some stuff. We had Yohimbine, mm-hmm. which was you could just buy over the counter. Mm-hmm. I had some patients that had really good luck with that. Horny goat weed? Yeah, you could take horny goat weed. It's a pretty good placebo that you could try. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's called horny goat exactly. weed, you know you're just going to go at it. <laughs> um, and one of the things you want to make sure is that this is not a psychological thing that's actually physiological. I'm assuming that they've done all of that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they do is they can put a penile monopoly on your um, uh, member on your schlong and then you at night you sleep and if you have nocturnal tumescence mm-hmm. uh, in Ooh. other words erections in the middle of the night then we know that, that you're supposed it, to have right that yeah. you're supposed to have yep. then we know that it's uh, it's probably psychological 
Uh, one thing that you can do is when you they used to have those rolls of tape, you could use a roll of tape and put it around there snugly, mm-hmm. uh, and then not the uh, whole roll, just a piece of yeah, tape. just right, just one time <laughs> just around. One time around, yeah. You don't, Did I say don't, tape? I meant yeah, stamps. Well, you said a roll. Oh, of, shit. You, said, you said a roll of tape. No, no, no. Don't no, do that. Don't do a roll of tape. Yeah, no. I'm yeah. confused. Okay, well, I, I, no, you take a roll of stamps, yeah. and you go one time around <laughs> yeah. with stamps, yeah. and then if you wake up in the morning and it's broken, you probably had an erection. Right. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Okay. God, yeah. It's nobody take a roll Don't of tape. Do a, put a roll of tape on your penis. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, Thank for you. God's sake. So, <laughs> all right. People are getting it out right now. Yeah. There you go. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Okay, anyway. That's from anybody know what movie that's from? No. Mm, hang on. Uh, the Christmas movie. No. Damn it. No. <laughs> I had to try. I'm one bell down. <laughs> It was. Let's uh, take a shot. Lord and Lady Douchebag. <laughs> That's for the two of you when you gang up on me. There you oh. go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, and no, it was uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, God. Tip my tongue. <laughs> you I mean, were you even born when Hell that was? Hell no. 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 Nobody, nobody listened to the show right now was born that long ago. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. It's a classic. <laughs> It's a classic. Uh-huh. Can you please stop bullshitting? Okay, sorry, honey. So, um, uh, so what? What else can he do? So we had you, yo, him being, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, but we had the vacuum pump. Vacuum pump works very well. You have to get a properly manufactured vacuum pump. You put it around your schlong, and uh, it has a cock ring on the end of it. And then you, once you get a good seal, you evacuate the air from the chamber and it draws blood into your penis. That's all you're trying to do mm-hmm. is, you know, you want to pump more in than you can get out, right? Mm-hmm. And that'll blow it up into a nice meaty purple giant erection. And then you slip that cock ring off and you keep it in there. And then just don't forget to take the cock ring yeah. off after you're done doing whatever you're going to do with it. Do you still get the same effect, though? I yeah. Mean- yeah, you do. It's weird. It's um, uh, the nerves that go that trigger um, a um, an, you know a orgasm apparently are linked to the stretch receptors of the penis because yeah just stretching it any old way you can that way works mm. so and if it doesn't who cares at least you're able to thrust around and do some stuff now um, you can get an implant. A lot of people, when I used to go to the VA, they were doing implants all, you know, right and left over there. I guess they were practicing and you'd go in and these guys in the VA just be whipping it out and showing you their, their permanent erection. But they have ones now that have, um, and that was when I was training back in the VA. Uh, they have ones now that you can pump up and down, you Mm -hmm. know, you turn a little, you know, Spatchcock or whatever, mm-hmm. not spat. It's not yeah. spatchcock. That's what you do to a chicken. But it's some sort of you know valve in there, and then it'll fill up. Check valve, and, and then Check yeah, valve, and yeah. then you turn it down, and it goes back down again. Does insurance usually pay for that? Uh, you have to do a whole lot of fiddling and show that it's a medical indication for doing it. But um, you can sometimes get insurance. Depends on the insurance. A lot of times you end up having to pay for it mm-hmm. yourself. But what's it worth to you? Um, and then the third thing is, yes, you can do the alprostadil injections. Mm-hmm. And if it's it really you're using a little 30 gauge needle like a like a um, insulin needle yeah, yeah. and it just goes in the base where that spongy part of the um, of the uh, uh Penile erectile tissue is, yeah. tissue is. Thank you. Yeah. What and if you accidentally put it where the testicles are? Well, don't jab it in your testicles. Yeah, all right. I'm, what if you put it in the wrong place? If you put it in the wrong place, it won't. It won't work. No. Okay. Yeah. And if you've been married long enough, you don't have any testicles they, uh, they, anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they've been, they've That's been good. Well, you okay? All right. No. Give thyself a bell. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> so. Um, yes, so there is an alternative to that, though, and it's called the MUSE system, M-U-S-E. It is alprostadil suppositories. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can shove something up my ass. Nope. Nope. You're shoving Wrong it hole. down your cock hole. Yep. And there is a little plastic device in there that you put the suppository on, and then you position it over the urethral meatus, mm-hmm. and uh, you push down on this thing, and you're inserting that 
um, suppository down about halfway down the uh, urethra, and then it seeps into the the, t- the surrounding tissues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had patients that thought that was the greatest thing in the world because they didn't have to inject themselves, and I've had patients that said didn't do anything for okay. them. So, so those are things you can try. Cool. There are other most urologists will have their own sort of cocktail, no pun intended, for uh, <laughs> injections that may have other drugs in it other than just alprostadil. Okay. But uh, it's not that bad. Like compounded stuff. Yeah, they, they compound it. And I think it would be worth a try. I don't. I think once you did it, if you got good results from it, it's be worth the pain in the ass of whipping out a an insulin needle and jabbing your penis in two places so yeah. you can get a nice. Oh, it takes big, two. Well, it's, yeah, it's two either injections. Side. Yeah. Oh, if you only do the one, the one side will blow up, <laughs> and the other side will still be flabby, so it'll look weird. So. It'll look like a U, at least. Hey, but, but now, and he, but you know, one other thing too, if he. He's a, obviously a diabetic, so that's that does have its own set of challenges for sure, erect, erectile dysfunction. But the other thing is, if your testosterone is really low, I have seen people that um, those medications well, don't help at all if your testosterone. Really that's low. absolutely yeah. right, and I'm assuming we're I, assuming I'm making an assumption right. that they checked his testosterone that's first, because they've not. done all this other stuff. Yeah. If they haven't, yeah. then they get a minus bail. We take a, exactly. We take right. a bell away from them. I wish I had one. Maybe I had this. Ba- do this backwards. <laughs> I could do one of these where I reverse the. Thing. Right, right, right. I do this. Scorn and defiance, slight regard, contempt. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, all right. Well, I was in a Shakespeare mood that day. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I'm just looking uh, how to inject. This stuff. Okay, draw it into the syringe. How to give the alprostadil injection. Choose a spot on your penis as directed by your doctor where you will give the injection. Clean the injection site with alcohol. Okay, insert the needle until almost all the metal part of the needle is inserted into the penis. Don't inject it just under the surface of the skin at the top or head of the penis. Oh my God. Or at the base near the scrotum or testes. That was what Tacey was talking about. Hmm. Avoid injecting the medicine into the blood vessels that you can see. Right. The giant dorsal vein that goes down the top of your penis. You do not want to be injecting it there. And then uh, it's, it says it's not painful. And they're saying here just one place. So I may have, uh, I may have to give myself a negative bell as well. Um, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just saying one side. Cool. Well, it seems a little much to have to do it in two. I agree. Yeah, me too. Yep. Never use a bent needle. No shit. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> God. <laughs> oh okay. goodness. All right. Maybe we could uh, maybe we could do a demonstration of this one day. I could get some alprostadil in here. Hell, I'll do it. I mean, just to see, you know, demonstrate. I mean, one of the things, listen, when Ronald Reagan had his colonoscopy, mm-hmm. all of a sudden everybody got colonoscopies. Oh, it's cool. And one of the presidents had prostate cancer or something. Everybody went and got their prostate checked. Yep. So I would be happy to be that person for the alprostadil because if you, listen, if you are a dude and you have an active libido and you can't complete the transaction, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I'll do anything to help anybody that's got that issue. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll do that. I just yes. got a message on my phone. Now, yes. um, Jimmy Carter is in hospice care. You're oh, bringing up oh, really? um, presidents. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, well, I, hell, I, Jimmy's still alive? That's yeah. amazing. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't find the story. Though. He's very mature. Yeah, he certainly is, and he did um, a lot of stuff after he was president. I got respect. I got mad respect for him. Number one for winning when he did four years of shite, and then but after that he just said, "Listen, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to help people." So he did the Habitat he for did, Humanity. Absolutely, he worked his ass off he doing sure that stuff. So I've got to give him some credit for that. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope that he is comfortable. And uh, if there's anything I can do, if the people, listen, Carter family, if the hospice folks aren't doing what you think they need to do, give me a call. Never, uh, I have some credentials that I can use that uh, I can get through to anybody. So, all right. Okie doke. So I think we covered that. Let's do this one. Hey, Dr. Steve. 
Uh, my wife has lost about 85 pounds over the last eight months. Good for her. Excellent. And now she's suffering from restless leg syndrome. Interesting. It's annoying as hell. And uh, I don't see many ways to treat it other than, you know, people saying, yeah, get up and move around. Don't fight no. the urge to move. But how do you sleep when... You uh, always have to move your legs. It's miserable. Yeah. So the the people, I don't know where the, what medical school those people went to that told you just get up and walk around. That's for leg cramps. This is different. Uh, Now, when you say it's miserable, are you having I had it when I was pregnant. Oh. I took Benadryl for it. Okay. Interesting. And it worked. Mm -hmm. Just knocked you out. Of course, I couldn't take, you know, there are medications out there for it. Yeah, I couldn't take any of that stuff right, because I was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. But Benadryl did. So there, there are medications that uh, change dopamine levels in the brain. One of them is Pramipexil. That's the one that I'm used to. It's also sold as Mirapex. And uh, usually the side, it's pretty well tolerated. Uh, people will use uh, gabapentin, a.k.a. Neurontin, for uh, this as well. And then uh, some folks that just can't take all that stuff will use uh, clonopin, clonazepam. It's related to Valium and Alprazolam, uh, Xanax, uh, lorazepam, Ativan, uh, all of those things. And uh, that works pretty well as well. Scott, you got anything from a traditional Chinese medicine standpoint? I would give him something Kind of similar to the stress less that we have. Yeah, what's it got in it? Uh, astragalus, of course. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> it's, a, it's an adaptogenic herb, but there are yeah. some other ones that also have kind of cool things. By down. adaptogenic, does it mean you, it adapts to any condition that exactly. you give it? Okay. Exactly, exactly. It's magic. <laughs> it's magic. But there, but there are some other things inside the stress less formula that just help calm people down. Yeah. It helps calm your mind, calm the nerves. It helps you get to sleep. You okay. know, if you can't take Benadryl or something like that, because, you know, sometimes uh, antihistamines. Uh, elder people should, I don't know how old this person is, but yeah, what were you going to well, say about antihistamines? Antihistamines can cause issues, you know, too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what? As far as possibly wrestles legs if you take them long enough. Okay. Um, and, and what else does it increase your risk of? Yes, that's true. For sure. Because I had a question about that. Increases too. your risk of something if you take it up for a long time. Falling down and going boom. Well, Alzheimer's. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh. Give thyself a bell. Oh. Yes. That's, that's what I was looking bell. for. That should be a double bell, though. That's what I was looking for was the yeah. dementia. It does make you fall risk. And so if you're elderly, you probably shouldn't be taking anticholinergic yeah. medications. If you have a little bit of dementia, it can give you a lot of dementia. Right. And if you um, take it for on and on and on during adulthood, then uh, it can increase your risk of dementia. So were you going to say something, Tase? Nope. Yeah. Not anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, Hello, Dr. Steve and friends. This hey. is Mike from Ohio. Hey, Mike. Uh, when I was a little kid, I enjoyed sitting down and watching the Three Stooges. Yes. But any time a shemp showed up instead of a curly, I was disappointed. You know, I'm going to stop him there. Uh, we used to have this joke amongst us that our version of hell would be 24 hours of Three Stooges movies, and all of them are shemp episodes. That's oh, no good. <laughs> But uh, but He's honestly, no Shemp, I, I came to enjoy Shemp. Oh, yeah. But Curly Joe, no. Joe Besser. Do you remember Joe Besser? He was the guy that go, not so hard. Not oh, yeah, so I do hard. remember him. Yeah, yeah. Hated his episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, yeah, like so I'm with him on that. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm loath to play the rest of this because I'm going to get an email. But anyway. And I felt the same way listening to the beginning of your latest podcast. <laughs> it's you, Dr. Scott, Casey, and then some dope, Stacy Deloach. Oh, oh, come on. on. Come on. <laughs> Poor Stacy. Poor Stacy. <laughs> He's like, make a... Comparing him to Shemp episodes oh of the God. Three Stooges. Well, he, well, he is definitely no Lydia. Agree to disagree he's, he's on that. A... Yes, but Lydia, of course. I mean, you know, I think even Stacy would admit. Stacy would say he's If no we Lydia. had the choice between him and Lydia, we should take Lydia. I mean, Stacy's so. wonderful, but. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. Hey, Dr. Steve, I totally forgot. I have an even more important question. Okay. On that previous one. Um, I've got a skin tag growing on my nutsack. Okay. Uh, and I can't ask my dermatologist to deal with it because he's always got these 20-something 
hot scribes in the office. Dude, they don't care. They've seen it. They, they, his hot scribes are not interested in you. So it's not like you're going to whip your skin tag laden scrotum out, and they're going to go, "Oh, I would have gone out with him," but now it's ruined it. And it's not at like... all times. <laughs> uh, and uh, the last time, my urologist got the same problem when I went and got a vasectomy. He had some twenty-four-year-old cutie prepping my balls for the, for the procedure. Oh, I've never seen uh, that. Can I just clip this shit off myself? <laughs> I know. Please don't do that. <laughs> nope. Now, your primary care probably can't afford to have a, you know, a hot scribe in there. So I, uh, your primary care provider can do it. Um, you can, when, when you go into any physician's office, you can say, I don't want anyone else in here. You have the right to do that. You're paying for it. So you could do that if, that if that's what it is. But call them ahead of time. Say, listen, I'm coming in. It's in a sensitive area. I don't want any scribes in there. I just want, you know, Dr. So-and-so or PA so-and-so. You know, I worry about that with my upcoming colonoscopy because of my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that well, because they dropped the age to like, 45. So now you have to have one. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm. I mean, you're young. Right under 50. I'm at the underbelly of 50. So, I mean. I was trying to make it so you could just pretend you were 45. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Anyway, so I, I know that he sees buttholes all day long. Right. All day long. Yep. Not just one, not just two, not just three, not just four. I mean, in and out, and in and out, right. in and out. Right. Don't care. What if mine's different? It's not. It's not. It's not. He's seen them all. Yep. And here's the other thing. When I had my colonoscopy when I was awake, you know, I've had well, I've had two or three wide awake now. And I remember the first time I did it, and people have been listening for a long time know this, the grossest thing for me, because all of it was cool, seeing your innards, but uh, was when the, the scope was just ready to enter the colon, and all you see is a big, giant, hairy anus. See, I don't want that either. The Do whole it. screen. Well, don't watch that part. After that, just close your eyes when they say, okay, until they get it in. It's pink after that. They're all pink. Yeah, it's all beautiful <laughs> after that. What if I say stupid stuff? You won't. You will. No, no, you won't. Will. You she won't will. say. St- no, I thought I would. <laughs> I was so terrified that the first time I did, I was terrified to get anesthesia because I thought I'd worked myself into it. Oh yeah. I mean, what if I just started screaming, you know, just it hateful happens, things happens, and stuff happens. like that, or worse? And uh, I was now. Then I was like, I've worried about it so much. Now I'm sure I'm going to do it. And people just go, mm-hmm, that's the way he really is. And it's not. You just, you know, you just say random shit. I yeah, know yeah. these people in this office, right. too. So you're going to oh, be fine. Oh, you're going to say something awful. You're not. Yes. You won't. Nobody ever does. Nobody ever does. <laughs> well, they'll just laugh at you if you do, by the way. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. But nobody ever does. That's when I had, they said, boy, you sure grunted a lot. Yeah, I'm good. You can grunt. You grunt anyway. <laughs> it's like, I'm You grunt sorry. all night. <laughs> and then I told them they had the best Dr. Pepper I've ever had. There you they go. were like, so you you, don't, we don't even have Dr. You said, Pepper. You said nice things. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yes. Oh, so I get totally get what he's saying. I get it. But um, no, I, I, I do too. So when I did that, you know, the big giant anus on the screen, and there's two of the, the nurses that work with them that I've worked with for years. And I remember uh, running into them in the hall about a week later, and I said, stop it. And they went, what? And I said, I know what you, when you see me, I know what you're seeing in your head it is my big, giant, hairy anus. And they were like, well, until you just said that, we didn't even think about it. So uh, when I used to do pelvic exams, if I ran into that person in the store, I didn't think, oh, you know, they're, you know, they're nether regions. I didn't do that. It's just not how it works. It's just part of the job. And it's just your anus and your colon is just equipment that he's checking out. That's mm-hmm. it. That's how they look at just it. Just like a plumber. Just like a plumber. Maybe yep. I need a nice Brazilian wax before. <clears throat> That's up to you <laughs> if you want to do that. I don't, you know, whatever. That sounds painful too, though. Yeah, but if you don't want the scrub text going, ew, look at her, you know, she's not well-groomed down there, then that's fine. That's up to you. That's a chick thing. Mm-hmm. You guys worry about that stuff. I think it's half and half on getting a Brazilian. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. Can we vi- can we videotape it? <laughs> sure. The colonoscopy oh, or yeah. the wax. No, the wax. <laughs> the waxing so we can discuss it. I'm more, I would be more afraid to get a wax than um, colonoscopy, though. 
There you go. Well, then, okay. Then, oh, okay, problem made. solved. Okay. Dude, get somebody to do it, but mm-hmm. don't do it yourself. I tried to do my own with a with a toenail clipper. Stupidest thing I ever did in my life. It was a big one. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've only had one skin tag in my life, and it was about a quarter of an inch long, and it was about a quarter of an inch wide. It was pedunculated, though, so it was wide and then narrow and then wide again, hanging down between my scrotum and my thigh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, hell, I take these off all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, when I do them in the office, I usually don't anesthetize them because it takes longer to numb them up. It just it just go snip. Yep. But I didn't have the fancy surgical scissors where you can just go snip and it's that quick. Yeah. I had a you know, I had a toenail clippers. Oh, jeez. So I get in there and I and I go, you know, I, I clamp down you on just it. Just pissed it and off. It's like, what did I do? <laughs> yes. I, I just pissed it off oh, because it no. didn't it didn't go all the way through. And now it's like I'm committed. Yep. And it was like it took me a minute to get up my courage to just go, just start you Crank know, sc- cranking. Now on you had it. to chew it. And off I had to chew it. Of... Yes, yes, exactly right. That's exactly oh, what it was like. Goodness. I had to kind of masticate it off, and I finally got it, and it was fine. But it was like, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I am a cautionary tale for our listeners. Don't do stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Okay, no. Yep. So yeah, don't do it yourself. It's stupid. Even when a doctor does it, it's. Really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, Doctor Steve, it's Albert from Albuquerque. Hey, Albert, I hope you're doing well. Yes, yes, sir. I hope you are. Hey, listen. Um, I don't know if you remember, but about nine months ago, I called in. I had a radical prostatectomy, Da Vinci method. Okay, statistically speaking, if you say I don't know if you remember, if you're talking to me, the answer is going to be no. no. <laughs> just statistically, <laughs> no, not just this. It's everything. <laughs> so anyway, okay. It's robotic. That's and I awesome. uh, had some ileus issues after that, got through those for the most part. Um, ileus meaning his bowel was paralyzed and he probably just couldn't shit and he got bloated up. For nine months now, I've had ongoing pubic area and testicular pain, mm. just chronic testicular pain, Mm-mm-mm. transitioning, standing up, sitting down. It's painful. Um, I, the surgeon, the oncology surgeon has not a clue what's going on here. I have lymphocytes, but the volume of the lymphocytes are not high enough. Their lymphocytes are where they re- remove the lymph nodes in my pelvic right. wall. It just means that there's fluid there now. During the surgery, uh, but they're containing maybe 30 milliliters. What? They're estimating of oh, fluid in the, in the lymphocytes by the CT scans. Hey, you're speaking my language now, man. There's 30 mLs of fluid in his pelvis. Um, so they're dismissing that. Um, they thought it might be a bacterial concern of the epidemics, and we did 24 days of Cipro, um, and that didn't have That's an impact on it either. Um, Scott's shaking his head. You deal with pelvic pain in males yeah. in your practice, don't you? Yeah. You got something to say? Yeah, it sounds like he's going down the path where he's got some scarring. Yep. And he's got some nerves that are trapped inside the scar oh, tissue deep oh, in his pelvis. Give thyself a bell. Oh, for God's yeah, sake. Baby, roll. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I have totally kicked your ass for like the past. I don't Don't go back in time, baby. This, this is today only. Today only counts. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, don't think about but, but I will tell you, Dr. Well, Dr. Steve can talk about it too, but this, this can be a real problem. Yeah. Because there are, there, are um, there are some things, if it's not an infection, which I'm, which it sounds like they. It sounds out. like they ruled that out. Yeah, if it if it is in fact a um, a trap nerve pinch nerve, they can do. You know, you can do acupuncture sure. in the sacrum, the you know the pelvis. You can do physical therapy sometimes. Yeah, all that the will stuff help. He's you tried know, it. He's tried it. it. Um, you know, some a really good interventional on pain medicine doc can do can sometimes do injections. Yeah, very targeted. I'm not going to give you a bell for that. I'm going to give you one generic yeah. bell for the same. Yeah, but it's hard. It's a it's uh-huh. a it's a tough. You need somebody that, that has the right equipment and knows what they're doing. And then gives a shot. shit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a tough. That's a really tough problem to. Uh, yeah. Because to I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. And the thing is, is that pelvic lymphocytes can cause pain as well. And the thing that his is positional, which makes me think that the fluid's moving around mm-hmm. and it's causing pain. So uh, that may still need to be looked at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if there's some way that they can ablate those or drain them or, uh, you know, do any of that kind of stuff. Because there's I'm looking at one article. We're about out of time. An unusual loca- localization of seven months delayed pelvic lymphocele following radical retroputic prostatectomy. And it caused this guy, you know, pain on standing and sitting. So there Yuck. you go. 
All right. <laughs> okay, before we go, Dr. Scott, you had uh, one from the uh, from the waiting room. Yeah, Gina Bobina. Hey, Gina B- Bobina, who, by the way, did not uh, show up at DabbleCon. Oh. Now, for people who are watching live, I think they can see Sean Pedrick. Yeah, that thing is awesome. Made us a um, an incredible banner back there that we'll be using. That was a great looking banner. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Uh, I, he won't let me plug his business. I wish he would. Yeah, heck yeah. Because uh, I mean, that's outstanding work. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've actually got. I mean, he does yeah, banners man. and all kinds of stuff and flags. Well, I wish I did. Uh, well, he he can help me with my next project. Okay, and you can buy God yeah. and pay him, and I, and I will pay him by God. Okay, well. Um, all right, so Gina Bobina, uh, do precancerous cells in the cervix um, turn into cancer 100% of the time? So I think the question that she's asking, because on a cellular level, who knows? Right. But what she's asking, I think, is if, and Gina, correct me if I'm wrong, is if you have a pap smear that shows precancerous cells, will that 100% of the time turn into cancer, mm-hmm. cervical cancer. And um, the the answer is no. Even the highest grade precancerous findings, the ones that are the most concerning on a pap smear are associated with true invasive cervical cancer in only about 10 to 20% of cases. And, uh, and it takes years to progress. But does that mean, well, don't worry about it? No. If you have a abnormal pap smear, you got to take care of it. You don't know if you're going to be right. 10 to 20%. Mm-hmm. If we had a test that would say, oh, yeah, you're in that 20% that uh, that is going to turn into cancer and, and everybody else, we can rule it out, then, then those people could forget about it. Um, right now, getting the um, vaccine for human papillomavirus – uh, ver, um, you know, version 16 and other strains is the best way to prevent cervical cancer. And we're already seeing a decrease in abnormal pap smears in the data. And over time, in the next 10 years, we should be able to document a significant decline in cervical cancer cases. Yep. But uh, cervical cancer itself, really preventable disease, just get your pap smears on schedule. And they've changed the the schedule, you don't have to go every year. It used to be every single year you'd have to go and put put your heels in the stirrups and get it. And they've changed it. It depends on your risk and all that kind of stuff. So, But, uh, yeah, um, that's an interesting finding, but don't blow it off. Mm-hmm. For example, smoking doesn't doom you to getting lung cancer. It just increases your risk highly significantly. Mm-hmm. So if we had, a, again, a blood test that said you can smoke until the end of your days and you will never get lung cancer, then, hell, go smoke. Yep. But we don't have that. So now the only way that we can try to put a lid on this is tell everybody don't smoke until we have that. Yep. Or we have a cure for cancer like COVID where, oh, I got lung cancer. You go to the pharmacy and pick up a prescription and then you take it and you don't have lung cancer anymore. Yep. Then who cares? Yep. Yep. Except yep. then there's heart attack and stroke. So we got to have, you know, things for that yeah. too. <laughs> so we're just trying to mitigate risk. You wear your seatbelt to decrease your risk of dying in a car wreck. It doesn't keep you from dying in a car wreck. It just decreases your risk. Yep. All right. Got anything else? I got to say hey to Joe Ferrara from oh. Durham, North Carolina. Oh, oh, really? He picked him up some, uh, He's your old stopping grounds, picked him up some CBD nasal spray today. Said he'd be listening to the show. Oh, okay. So awesome. Here we see okay. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. You surely are a good. Tar Heels. Up there in uh, Tar Heel country. Well, uh, he's in, in Durham. He's in Whoops. Blue Devils country. I, did, what, did I accidentally say? Oh. <laughs> did I accidentally well, say It's because you're an idiot. <laughs> Gosh, what a slip. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. (laughs) He may retract his order. (laughs) You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. (laughs) That's all of them. I think we're good to go. Okay, sounds good. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. That was loads of fun today. And uh, what I need to do, though, is get the script up for the podcast. Let me see. Where is that? There it is. Well, thanks go to uh, Tacey, of course, and to um, uh, Dr. Scott. And check out his website at simplyherbals.net. 
And uh, listen to our show on Sirius XM on the Fashion Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand at other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Goodbye, everyone. See you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.